When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, ooh, mm, look, <laughs> only D. Johns can get you, get you tearful with one simple question. Nah, it's too early. It's too I know, early. right? Too early. Because that, I want you to know that that is how emotional I get when I talk mm. about my father. Gotcha. Because I am so, ooh, so incredibly blessed. Incredibly that blessed. That ended better than I thought it was going to end. I thought she was going <laughs> to, ooh, I thought, I thought it was going to go left. Early. I'm glad to hear that because, again, this is not doom and gloom. He's about the realistic stories oh, of fatherhood. And, and here's the truth, though. I'm so incredibly, incredibly blessed to have such a phenomenal man be my father. Let's talk about that. Welcome to the Dear Son podcast. This is a safe space where men share their fatherhood journey. These conversations are transparent and, more importantly, vulnerable. Now, because each fatherhood story is situationally nuanced, some topics are heavier than others. The commonality found amongst all the guests is a genuine desire to help and inspire other men through telling their story. And now, here's your host, Derek Johns. Derek Johns. Welcome to the Dear Son Podcast which is normally a safe space for them to have vulnerable conversations about the fatherhood journey. Now, this is the month of March, breaking all the rules by dating my content, but it is always gonna be Women's Month, whatever March of whatever year it is. We're continuing the theme. I have a fantastic voice, beautiful guest on the show today, Miss Gia Jordan, welcome to the Dear Son Podcast. How are you, my sister? I am very, very well. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm I am so excited, excited to be here. Yeah, I don't know if you're more excited than me because. <laughs> um, so Gia, Gia is my podcast sister. Mm -hmm. uh, that's becoming the theme of some of the people that you're seeing coming on this podcast. But we're all on a mission. All have very different missions and somewhat complementary complementary uh, missions in the, in the vein of helping people. Right, mm -hmm. and your your podcast, your show. Yeah. Your vision, your movement is very much so in the vein of helping people help my audience understand what you offer through your content. Mm -hmm. So I have a show. A show. <laughs> Sounds show no longer a podcast. It is a podcast and a show. It's called the Kaizen Mind Podcast. Um, and it centers around improving oneself so they can improve their lives. Yeah. Uh, especially around conversations of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Because entrepreneurship is a mental jungle gem, especially for those in the startup phase. Absolutely. You're trying to figure it all out, all whilst trying to maintain your life yeah. and all the responsibilities involved with that. Yeah. So we tackle those conversations, but most importantly, conversations of growth. I'm so, sorry, conversations of growth. Sure, 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 sure. Everybody of gets growth. five uh, uh, blips <laughs> on, on this show. I'm going to need a couple more I'm, than I'm, those. I'm going to use all of mine up. So I want to I want to uh, kind of address. Uh, it's not necessarily elevant for me because I'm in supply chain. So I understand Kaizen, Six Sigma, mm -hmm. I'm a green belt for whatever that means. Uh, but can you explain what Kaizen 
means oh, to the audience. Pleasure, with extreme pleasure. Kaizen is actually a Japanese philosophy that basically and simplistically expresses continuous improvement. Mm. Continuous improvement. It started back, of course, in Japan, and it was more around process project management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the simple philosophy has also kind of trickled into personal development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is my happy space. So so let's talk about your personal application of that philosophy, not mm. necessarily in business, but in life, how you use it day to day and what it what it does. You have a very calming spirit. And I'm sure the like they say under the water the, the ducks feet are going mm-hmm. really, really fast, but you present yourself in a very calming and easy a, a way that's easy and approachable. So I imagine some of that is a uh, 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 that may be a result of some of those principles of self improvement that Kaizen approach. Most definitely, Kaizen the philosophy the philosophy philosophy of Kaizen has helped me tremendously when it comes to tackling challenges mm. number one and giving me the mental and emotional permission to even try to reach for new things. Big words, big combination. You say giving me the permission. Mm-hmm. Permission. Permission is a big theme. Um, and I don't think men talk about it a lot. I see a lot of women in the, in, in the empowerment. Um, not, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say phase, but in, the, in, in empowering themselves, the way that I see it manifest is, is a lot of conversation around. I give myself permission to be. I give my permission to take up space. And I don't think men give themselves enough permission to feel. Mm. Right. And I'm wondering in your experience, your uh, your journey to this point, you interact with men and women, like some of those conversations as you're stretching people, like what do you see the resistance, uh, the, the resistance areas for men to be vulnerable to talk or be open to stretching if, if, if you can speak on that? Oh my God, there's so much to speak on. <laughs> there's so yeah. much. Because the home court advantage of a woman having and giving herself permission to stretch herself mm-hmm. as opposed to a man is that one, there is the expectation that it's okay. A woman can be emotional. She can fall, cry, get over it yeah. in public if she so chooses. And yeah. it's okay. But in her, her failures to a degree is not indicative of her womanhood, mm. right? But when a male, a man fails, mm. there is a internal dialogue yeah. <laughs> because of societal pressures and norms yeah. that when he fails, that is indicative of his value as a man. And so also, be- how, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, and also how he expresses himself in that moment of failure because exactly. we can't be a woman and i'm just referring no, to the, the making being a reference to, to the theme yeah, of the conversation yeah, yeah yeah that so man that that is let's back up so sure. let's let's talk about your your fatherhood journey not that you're a father but mm-hmm. because of a father you're here right and um i always like to say that everybody has a fatherhood journey that starts at sex two people did a thing produced a, a, a human and then that's where the story kind of takes shape as to the, the twist and turn so what was your what was your early life like? Because hmm. did you actually grow up in the U.S.? Yes. You did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But let's let's talk about your, your early life, your family dynamic. What you saw in terms of fatherhood journey, if you could put that lens on. I, woo. Mm. Look, <laughs> only D. Johns can get you, ch- get you tearful with one simple question. Nah, it's too early. It's too I early. know, right? It's too early. Because that, I want you to know that that is how emotional I get when I talk mm. about my father. Gotcha. 
because I am so, whoo, so incredibly blessed. That ended better than I thought it was going to end. I thought she was going to, I thought it was going to go left early. I'm glad to hear that because, again, this is not doom and gloom. These are about the realistic stories oh, of fatherhood. And, and here's the truth, though. I'm so incredibly, incredibly blessed to have such a phenomenal man be my father. Let's talk about that. Phenomenal. That's talking tears of joy. I, I, I'll pull those out all day. <laughs> so you don't get a pass on that. And but here's the interesting part about that. I have so many wonderful friends and hearing their stories of their fatherhood stories with mm -hmm. their dads. Um, it wasn't like that. Yeah. And because as a child, all you know is your household. So your household is a template that you hold up against the world. Right. So that's what you define as being the norm. So having a beautiful, supportive, encouraging, loving father was my norm. Wow. And is my norm. Wow. My father is still in my life and still holds significant weight and value and insight into my life. And I am, I am so incredibly grateful to yeah. him. My dad... Oh my goodness. So my family is originally from Panama. Okay. And uh, there's a lot, so much rich history mm. regarding Panama, especially the uh, Afro-Panameño uh, community, the Black, black that, Hispanics. We're not going to glaze over that, how she rolled into, that was the Inye that she <laughs> I know a little, I can't speak it, but I, I remember a little bit about it. <laughs> Beautiful community uh, that also faced in its past and a little bit as well in the present its own challenges. Mm. So... I want to give you some deep context here. Yeah. My father lived and was born on an area in Panama called the Canal Zone. Hmm. The Canal Zone was ruled and controlled by the United States government from the year from its inception of the Panama Canal being built mm -hmm. up till the year 2000. Wow. Yeah. So because my father lived on the Canal Zone, that zone, a strip of area, was ruled and controlled by the U.S. government. Gotcha. So therefore, the rules that took place in the U.S. also took place in Panama on mm -hmm. that canal zone. Got it. So segregation. Wow. Yeah. Took place in the canal zone. You're not excused because you're part of it. No. Got it. So my dad, growing up, went to a segregated, a black school. Wow. On the canal zone, as well as, well, experienced segregation outside of the U.S., but because the U.S. decided to pack up all of its laws and take it wherever it goes, it affected wow. him. So fast forwarding, what makes my father phenomenal and inspires me every day is that my father grew up with people telling him that he can't. Mm. I mean. Probably <sighs> legally at some point. And then just bad, bad advice or reflections of themselves at other points. But. Yeah, as well as from from family members mm. to I don't want to put his business out there like that. Yeah. But he's been told he can't yeah. so many times. On top of that, my father dealt with uh, learning disabilities hmm. that I also had as a child. Got it. The stark difference is that back then in the 1950s, you were just labeled dumb. No one How, knew what dyslexia was. Did you have any siblings? Yes, I have a sister. A sister? Yeah, just one. Younger or older? Older. Okay. okay. Yeah. Great, great, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your dad, your, the, the the learning disability, did, he, did you have any conversations with him about how it limited him either 
professionally or mentally? All the time. What was that? What was the conversation like? It was for him. Like I said, context is everything. Back then, yeah, you labeled dumb. You were just labeled yeah. dumb. You were just labeled slow. Um, so for the longest time, he he was what people. What's the best way of saying it? Unfortunately, if someone tells you that your nose is blue mm -hmm. over and over again, 24 hours, seven days a week, 365, what happens? You believe it. You believe your nose is blue. Yeah. However, and that's what, that's how I know that my father is Superman. My dad is Superman. Yeah. Because I don't know where he got it that bump all y'all my nose is brown it's not blue yeah i'm gonna do this regardless yeah even if you're telling me my nose is blue i'm going to rock this blue nose and i'm going to prove all of you guys wrong yeah so fast forwarding back then emigrating to the united states was a very lofty goal you had to know people it was a whole whole thing wow so there was no way you of all people you yeah you, yeah i can get him over there but you right but yeah, he did. Yeah, he found a way. Did he? Did, uh, do you get the sense that he always just understood his value as a human? <sighs> I don't know, to be honest. I just know the strength of my father is that he is a visionary. Mm. My father is a visionary, and he's the type of person that will. He is a why not you, a why not me. Yeah. Why not me? Yeah. And a portion of that I like to think comes from, this sounds wild, but a weird back-end benefit of segregation, right? Because oh, you gotcha, saw gotcha, all gotcha. the time yeah. that these people aren't better than me. Yeah. They're not, yeah, yeah. They're not smarter than me. Yeah. They're not better than me. Yeah. So why not me? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I get How it. How dare you, not accused. How dare you think that you are better than me? This is not true. Yeah. What What was your father's uh his his occupation? How did he How did he earn? How did he provide for the family? Uh, he worked for the U.S. Army. He was in the military for hmm. a while. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately started working for the U.S. Postal Service. Okay. And retired. Okay. The Postal Service. What was the um? I'm assuming your daddy's girl. You speak with such immense pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. immense pride. Yeah, what What were some of the the valuable lessons that you recall getting from your father at an early age that that still shape how you move, how you see the world today? Mm. Whether it was explicit instructions, you know, here take this information or what you saw and gathered by just watching them being around. To never let anyone tell you no. Mm. How does that play out for you? I, I have a, I have a, an idea, but how does it, how does it play out for you? How, well, let me, let me, let me frame it differently. Can you recall the situation where that became such a, where that was the sole reason you were able to get through it hmm. because you knew from your father that no matter what's put up against you, what's put in front of you, that you can overcome and you can get through it. Oh my goodness. Where do I begin? Ooh, where do I begin? So many things academically as mm. a kid, because same story, right? Yeah. Father dealt with learning disabilities, mm -hmm. but there was no term or word for that. Yeah. Thankfully, education times evolved. Here you have this young brown girl in school, and she's also suffering from dyslexia. 
Yeah. Right. Same thing. The exact same issue as my dad. Uh, My parents advocated for me, Mm. for me to get special help when I was a kid. And it's so beautiful, by the way, when parents take initiative to advocate for their child's education, right? What's best for them and what's needed for them. Because fast forward, that lifetime of challenge for my father dealing with dyslexia was only a phase in my life. Because they were willing and able to reach out for help. They did not allow their pride or their ignorance to interfere with what was needed for their child. So they advocated for me to get the needed help from yeah. public schools, which they did. Yeah. So once again, so the rocky part for me was only, I would say, from kindergarten to like fifth, sixth grade. And then after that, I was in advanced courses and on to college. So I might be reaching, but what I, what I pull from that is, what I imagine is his lifetime of experience, he was able to compress that into the lesson, the support, the uh the champion you needed to get over that period of your life so that you didn't have to deal with it for Mm -hmm. as long of a time as he dealt with it the word that comes to mind when i think about my dad in that context is catapult Mm. catapult with a catapult you have to use resistance to pull back yeah but once you let go flings yes And so the same mm. for me. My father has done everything to make sure to to take his energy, to pull back mm-hmm. all the resistance so that I can fly. Yeah. Now, the true pressure, to be honest with you, is to make sure that I soar. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about my father is that my father is already immensely proud of me that I'm flying. But I put that internal pressure of saying, yeah, dad, but I'm going to soar for you. Does he tell you still that he's proud of you? All that time. That is such a... Um... All the time. But I also tell him that mm. because I don't think he hears that enough. Well, I was going there. Uh, like, how much about your father's father do you know about his the way that he was oh, kind of reared? Not, not too much. I know that my grandfather was a lovely man. Mm-hmm. He had some challenges with alcohol. Yeah. Uh, but no, never never abusive or anything like that yeah just I, a lovely person that has his ups and downs like everybody else he was a regular, he was a human. yeah he was yeah, a human yeah i I'm, I'm always interested in how far the characteristics go back whether they're mm. positive or negative in your case very very positive so it'd be really cool to understand if he was just modeling what he saw mm-hmm. model right and then now you're in a space where you're giving that gift to the world how do you think um your father's characteristics show up in you most every day? That's a great question. Um, Give you time to ponder that because if it's not clear as to why the woman's perspective is important, it's because the woman's perspective (laughs) is is, is important, right? (laughs) That how we got here, oftentimes they do it alone. Oftentimes they're Mm. given the short end of the stick and, 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 and the burden of figuring it out and they do it. And we take it for granted, mm. or I've taken it for granted because I won't speak for all men because I haven't spoken to all men. Um, and I and I think it's very important to understand expectations in any relationships, whether it's plutonic, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, you know pursuing a mate, a partner for life. But these are the conversations that I didn't have growing up, didn't have, didn't bring that into my marriage or the, you know my my experiences being a father is just understanding different perspectives, mm. right? A lot of times men see 
modeled that the man is the decision maker, the head, whatever. And a lot of times, mm. and in some cases, there's uh, cooperation. Sometimes there's conflict, right? And then that story becomes whatever it becomes. But I don't think we do enough of uh, understanding how we impact women. And may I just, we'll get back to the other question, but I have to address this though. I recognize that trying to figure out what's the best way to say it. I'm just going to spit it out. Like I said, growing up, my father was my template. My father wasn't, is the norm. Yeah. Right. So I had, I lived in a beautiful two parent household. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I've recognized now that my confidence and my deep awareness of how secure I am as myself, Mm -hmm. as a woman is because of my father Shout out to mom, because I know she's going to see this and be like, what? I love you, mom. You too. But my confidence when it comes to men. Hmm. I am not, I've noticed, no no shade ladies, but I've noticed that with women who have tumultuous relationships with their father, Hmm. um, as well as some women who've had no presence of a father in their lives, Mm Um, and their mothers put a high value on how men see them. Hmm. If you don't have a man in the house to balance out what's important for a woman to be, Hmm. you're always going to be on emotional rocky ground. Hmm. And so because of that, a woman ends up doing things and settling for things because she's never seen her true worth Hmm. Is that the best way of saying that? Because I was about to say she never sees her true worth through the the eyes of the most important man in her life. Her father. The right intention. The right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your father. Your father. So, to give you context, for me, I've never had issues when I look at other women and I hear in some of my friends, not all of them, um, that have issues with relationships with boyfriends and it's drama. Mm-hmm. When I look at it. I see it and I go, well, why did you, I don't say that out loud, why did you even enter that relationship with that person? He wasn't treating you right from the beginning. Right. From the beginning. And it's not about what he does in terms of his gifts. It's about how he talks to you, Mm -hmm. how he addresses you. And is he comfortable with your confidence? So there's, should we pivot? You can go anywhere. This is your show. <laughs> Comfortable with your confidence. Yeah. That's huge for me. I think that's a a very important concept for men to understand and assess. Are you comfortable with a confident woman? Because sometimes that gets that gets like bucketed and like um mm-hmm. Becomes a a synonym. Synonym. A synonym. Becomes a synonym. (laughs) Becomes a synonym for difficult. Yes. Or the independent woman. Independent. Like. And I don't even like calling myself an independent woman because of the Hmm. negative connotation that that has developed. Um, I call myself a self-sufficient woman. Yeah. I am a self-sufficient woman. But. What part does your dad play into that? To, to mm. your assessment of you and that resulting um, 
status of your life at this stage and phase oh, that my you word. are which is a self-sufficient, a self-sufficient woman, woman. Yeah. yes um it is and it's an integral part as well as shout out to mom my mom mm-hmm. unfortunately my mom grew up in a abusive household mm. so because of that there were times where her father was there yeah and he had money yeah. to give to uh, my grandmother okay uh, and there was times that he was gone and my mom, my grandmother had to fend for herself financially. Yeah. So my mother growing up and seeing that she was adamant, but I mean, you love rice. Rice is life. I don't know. So she always said, I just want to make sure that you have a job. You need a skill. And that was the other thing, my family. They're big on skill sets, not That's jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. They're big on skill sets. So they wanted to make sure that my sister and I had skills to pay the bills. Yeah. So we can always be in a position to buy a bag of rice. Because there were times that my grandmother could not afford to buy a bag of rice. So your mother pivoted, right? When I hear stories about women or even men that see an abusive household growing Mm -hmm. up, they either run to it or they like pivot. It doesn't seem to be a neutral. And there's no stats that I have to back that up. But just Mm -hmm. the conversations that I had. Is that her, was that her character your entire life? Like that I won't settle for doesn't sound like your mom was the type to settle for anything, settle for less than what mm-hmm. she figured that, uh, uh, or that she valued herself. How did she get to that? How did she understand her value? Have you had that conversation with her about you saw what you saw, you, you really shouldn't be who you are based on what you saw, right? Mm-hmm. It, it suggests that you would perpetuate this negative cycle because you saw it as a child, but what was it in her, about her that I that think... I've never met my maternal grandmother. She died before I was born. Mm. But it's a testament to my maternal grandmother because the pain that she endured, she tried her best not to spew that on her kids, mm. even though they did and were affected by it and are still affected by it to this day yeah. as adults. Um, so it wasn't as if my mother had to become something in order to survive. She was able to still live out a a positive life despite the challenges in her life. Gotcha. And on top of that, she was beautifully paired. Mm. I shouldn't say paired. <laughs> it's not like it was arranged marriage. Yeah. But my dad helped significantly because my father, and that's the thing about my parents, my parents are a dynamic duo. Mm. They are a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. They are a force. And I've always said, I've always said, and you have to, you have to see it to get it. There's always, um, oftentimes on social media, very heated conversations about the word submission. Uh, you, you, you've given all the pivots today. I know. Let's go. Let's, let's keep down this road. <laughs> heated conversations about the word submission. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot to it that lends to ignorance Mm. that a lot of people choose not to recognize. Mm -hmm. Um, So number one, people need to do their research and not base the word off of what they see and read on social media Mm. or what another man has told you what submission is. Mm. In my eyes, submission is beautiful because I witnessed it. Mm. I witnessed it in my own household. And it worked. And it was beautiful. Mm. And guess what? It's just like, are you a dancer? My wife is. Okay. So I, 
I, I'm on the floor technically. She's doing the dancing. So I'm a dance with her. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, as you know, coming from Panama, um, all of our family, we like to salsa, mm -hmm. right? And salsa, in order for a couple to look smooth, the man leads. Mm -hmm. As a woman, I don't lead, I follow. Yeah. But because I follow his lead, it allows me to do more things creatively for me to express myself creatively. Because I know he's not gonna let me knock into the pole right. over there. Right. I know he's not gonna let me fall back over there. So as long as I go with his flow and lead, I am more creative, because yeah. I know I am safe. Yeah. I enjoy his presence, and guess what? He enjoys my presence because he expresses himself even more because there's no resistance there. It is a flow. That is why. I've never heard it put that way, but it makes so much sense. Right? Everyone needs to take dancing lessons, formal like salsa lessons, or, yeah. because you'll, you will get it. Yeah. Because when you see some people dancing, I mean, I don't want to date the show, but prior to mm -hmm. events that prevented yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> social gatherings, right. um, big salsa parties, you could see, you can see when the woman is trying to lead because it looks off. Herky -jerky. And guess what? They don't stay on the dance floor too long because the man gets frustrated and then she gets frustrated. Yeah. So so th there's a reciprocity there that's not talked about, right? There's a there's submission, there's a mutual exchange of mm -hmm. benefit. Mm -hmm. Right? Like so with the dancing analogy she knows that he understands his duty to support throughout this process support and guide yeah so she doesn't have to worry about being that she can be whatever she needs to be in the moment during the dance yeah and it like i said it frees her creatively yeah so she leans into her femininity and expresses herself beautifully on the dance floor yeah. and he also expresses himself beautifully on the dance floor yeah and they come back harmoniously yeah and once again the key word here is flow it flows. Yeah. And so to the untrained eye, the term that is used is, wow, that you see that couple, they're real smooth. They're smooth mm. on the dance floor. They so know each other. They know each other. Mm. So it it flows effortlessly, even though it does take effort yeah. for a woman to feel the cues of a man. Yeah. Because literally in salsa, he'll move your back a little way. And then you know, oh, he wants me to turn to the left. He wants me to turn to the right. Gotcha. But if you're not feeding the clues and you think, well, you know, I want to go over here. Then you both look like fools and mm. no one is happy. Mm. It's turned into a counseling session for me. Okay. <laughs> what, what's your family dynamic today? Close. Close. Oh, I, let me ask it differently. <laughs> Are you married, single, have children, don't have children? Okay. The, the government status? The government status, yeah. What's on my the, W2? The census. <laughs> the census. census. Yeah, what's, what's just census response? At this time, I am single. Okay. At this time, I, I don't have children. Okay. Yeah, I don't have kids. How has um your father influenced the relationships that you have had? Oh, my goodness. Is, is his approval a part of the process? It, Was there ever a, a point where you felt like you didn't really need dad's approval? And how did that work out? No, no, no. Am I bringing men home to meet my dad? No, <laughs> not, not, not like that. I don't need to see approval. It's more of he is a wonderful sounding board, mm. a wonderful sounding board. Yeah. Um, and yes, is he biased? Of course. Yeah. But I need someone biased. Yeah. But there's a balance there because there's certain cues of a man that I can't read that he already knows. I think that is important. I have three daughters and that's the 
that's the one thing they can't know more than me about yeah. is about being a man. So I, I try to give them information and experiences that make it hard for men to get over on them. But there's no way to catch, there's no way to cover all of it. Mm -mm. Have you ever been in a situation where um, maybe that voice of your father wasn't immediately ringing in your ear and you kind of got into some, to a relationship that you maybe shouldn't have or got into a, a thankfully thankfully no if if anything nothing horrible or or yeah. traumatic because here's here's the truth of the matter going back to being with a man that's confident yeah. or comfortable with a woman who is confident yeah a woman who is confident is a woman who is comfortable by herself with herself. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, you are a joyful addition to this experience called life. Yeah. And that is the key part that sometimes makes, ooh, we gonna, I'm just gonna say it. Okay. It makes insecure men really insecure. Yeah. Really, because unfortunately, we live in a society where women are bred to believe that a man in your life is a necessity. It's part of success. It's a checklist of life for yeah. a woman, right? It's to yeah. check, okay, one, go to school, two, find a good husband, three, pop out the babies, yeah. get the picket fence, yeah. get the good 401k, good job, girl, yeah. good job. However, if you in any way deviate from the plan, yeah. it's a problem. Yeah even from the male gaze because they're trying to figure out well, what's what's what you're not you're not chasing yeah. me there's no thirst there yeah. no but yeah at the same time i genuinely enjoy your presence and i want it in my life yeah i have no problem oh, saying that but i'm at a phase because of how i was raised by my father yeah. that i am genuinely comfortable joyful and at peace with who i am and i think that that is going to be that is a success key for anybody that is that ultimately wants to have a relationship is to un understand yourself as a single person and be at peace with your singleness, mm -hmm. right? I don't know on what platform I've said it, but in conversations, my wife and I have a podcast together too, but, and not but. One of the things that came out is, you know, it, like marriage is oftentimes too broken single people seeking to find wholeness in somebody else and yeah. then they just end up transferring their burdens and nobody's happy and nobody's healed individually or collectively. Yeah. So being in that space where you understand you, understand what success is for a single person, mm -hmm. obtain that, focus on that, and then you have the ability to bring that, if you so choose, to into a table. relationship to enhance it, to increase its chances of being successful. Um, just my thoughts again. This is not advice. <laughs> this is not therapy. Those are solid thoughts, though. Yeah. Um, and everyone's on their healing mm. their their healing journey. Yeah, right. We're all healing. It's this this thing called life is fascinating, right? Because you're healing and you're growing simultaneously, healing yeah. and growing simultaneously. And then on top of that, you want to grow. And then when you decide to partner with someone, then you decide, oh, we got to heal and grow as a collective, yeah. how do I figure that out? I'm still trying to healing and grow as an individual. You know what, um, from my married perspective and my relationship specific is I stopped, 
I, I didn't recognize the value of still trying to heal as an individual in that process in parallel, mm. right? And, and maybe there's some stop starts where it's like, no, I, well, I have to, I have to get me to a place to be able to get us to a place mm. where we can. In, in parallel, doesn't work. Sometimes it's you have to defer and allow the other to to uh, pursue or progress on their their can journey. Can I just share one thing, please? I I have I have an agenda. I have an agenda. <laughs> The truth comes out. <laughs> because this platform is such a powerful platform, as I've told you that. time and time again, sir. Many times I've seen it. Um, there is a high level of pressure for a man to perform for mm -hmm. his family, right? Yeah. Financially, emotionally, all those things. And when it comes to what does it mean for a man to lead in his household, that brings about even more differing narratives. Yeah. So going back to that same analogy, right, about dancing, right? Mm -hmm. A man who leads, I need the men listening to this that for many men, of course, you want to please your wife and also please yourself, right? right. right? You don't have to have it all figured out. I need you to hear that. Yeah. Chances are you won't ever. Yeah. yeah, just as much as there was no instruction manual when you had your kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with that, as a woman, as a woman, yeah, I need all men to hear that it is your effort that we desire, mm. not the results of the effort. What do I mean by that? Right. I mean that classic example let's pretend there's a busted pipe in the house right now for the people out there who are you know oh you know a woman can do everything yes but these nails are not fixing busted yeah, pipes talk about it. so <laughs> okay they will it. fix the busted pipes so with that i'm not expecting my husband to whip out the ratchet and if he's skilled at that yeah. fantastic but i trust that he is going to get it handled figure it out and even if Figuring it out fails. Mm -hmm. I still support him because I appreciate the effort that yeah. he is exerting to figure it out. Yeah. And that is leadership. And that, as a woman, is extremely attractive. And that is so much less pressure on us. And that's 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 my wife's approach is that for her, the one of the bigger issues with my lack of communication is that she didn't want me to tell her everything so that she could say aha or berate. She wanted oh. to be informed. And I'm and I think I'm handling things, keeping things away from her to not stress her out because it's stressing me out. Mm. She said, I just want to I it's not that I don't I want to be informed. Like you you're taking yeah. all of this on and now you're angry at me because you're taking all of it on, but you never allowed me the opportunity to yeah. be part of the solution. Yeah. Right? So uh, you know, I'm I'm forty two at the time of this recording. <laughs> that that revelation is not more than three years old. So, <laughs> so whoever's listening to that at whatever point, there's hope. Um, yeah. And the other aspect mm. of it that's important to be said is it's okay to say you don't know. Oh, ooh, I use that one it's way okay. too often there. I don't know. It, you know, it's okay. Since we're here, one, one, of my, um, one of my challenges was that the challenge was not that I was successful at work or that I, that I progressed uh, from position to position at work but it required me to be always on. Hmm. 
and to be always on to make decisions. I have to have so much information and master so much information so that I can make decisions quicker to be of more value, right? Yeah. That doesn't work at home, right? That that snappy assumption that you know this because you're in a certain role in a corporate setting, which the expectation is realistic, doesn't really translate well. Mm-mm. I won't say to women, because I don't know, but to yeah. my wife, right? No. So I had to, that all of that pressure I was bringing in the house and it was impacting, that that was the foundation. And then all these other things about, I don't know, but I don't want to tell my wife. Mm-hmm. This is messed up, but I don't want to tell my wife. I don't know if she, how she's going to feel about me if it, like because I'm failing at this other thing. Collectively, it makes it made me feel like I was less than, right? Wow. So to be relatively successful outside of the house and then in the house, I can't even organize my thoughts to ask for help. I just focus more on being successful outside of the house because I had more control over that and I got... I got better results from the way that I was acting. But let me ask you this. At work, did you and do you ask for help? Well, a long time I didn't. I wouldn't. Like that was a that was <laughs> more recently, last five years, yeah. But I but I was I was with a company that like you got rewarded for figuring things out. Mm-hmm. And But isn't figuring things out leaning into your resources? Should be. Okay. It, so in my profession, there's a lot of information in a big book that's called Federal Acquisition Regulations, and there's very different variants for different uh, departments of the of the government. I focus so much on studying that because people kept asking me questions about it because they were too lazy to study. So I fell into this thing where I became the person, I wouldn't say an expert, but I was very efficient and proficient at figuring things out. So a lot of stuff would get thrown at me. Mm. I interpreted that as I must do it. I'm being trusted to do it. I'm the only one that can't do it because mm. these other people are not doing it, right? Then when I got into management and leadership, you got to figure out how to, you know, motivate some and threaten others to, to you know, to, to, to get the common, to reach, to achieve the common goal for the business. It doesn't work like that at home. Yeah. Right. That, that, that was my everyday. That was my, those were my, that's where my reps were. So wait, does that mean that, oh, does that mean that you were, treating your wife as a subordinate like probably in conversation i would respond as if don't you know that Mm. not that you're less than me but because i'm like problem problem like when you get into leadership in certain corporate settings you get more calls about problems than you do about hey so-and-so is doing a great job yeah so it's constant 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 And and i had to be very even killed not too high not too low not too emotional because I wanted that to be my brand. Oh, I can. We can trust him because he's not going to get. He's not going to be swayed. He's he's going to do the thing to fix it, and he's not going to be swayed. Doesn't work. Doesn't work at home. Like with like, how do you feel about me? I don't know how you feel about me based on the way that you're acting. And it's not that I was saying the wrong things or or being um, never physically abusive or verbally abusive. Yeah. I just can't. It, that never made sense to me to call my wife out her name and still her be my wife reflecting my decision and where I am in life. Like, how do I, how does that make sense for you to berate the one that you chose yeah. to represent you calling her out of her name says, what about you? Mm-mm. It just never, and I never saw Ooh. a model. But anyway, yeah. So I, you know, did I, did, did my tone seem like, um, that, that it was probably that, that, it was suggested that she was a boy, probably. How did probably. you shut that off? 
Or um, is it a process to shut that, it yeah, off? Yeah, that period that we were talking about where yeah. things change, so we're not dating it, although we've dated it several times already. Uh, slowed me down. I was traveling a lot. Mm, so I could, if something was bothering me, a trip was coming up. Wow. I, I can, I, the trip would be long enough for me to stop thinking about it. If I stop thinking about it, it's no longer a problem until I think about it again. So that pause gave me the, 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 the space I need to inventory me mm. and see what I wasn't happy with about me. And that's the ultimate, that was the ultimate problem. I wasn't happy with me. It, whatever promotion I got or whatever salary target that I that I achieved, it's like, mm. but uh, I still want to go to the bar. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's like, with some, something's not, I'm not getting the thing. And that's because I'm Did not identifying know? with the thing that I wanted. That's what I was about to ask yeah. you. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. And you see that she's actually flipped my interview. I didn't mean to. Oh. Not in the interview, the conversation. She's the first one to successfully do that. So now I am I am 22 and one or whatever it is at the time that this, this gets aired. My bad. No, this conversation. That's right. This conversation. I, um, this is good because I want that dynamic. Like I do this. I have this conversation with my wife. People see that and it helps. But sometimes that 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 narrative oh i mean they're together they're supposed to be i, I want the the independent the nothing to gain from each other yeah. perspective of manhood fatherhood the impacts what you saw model how it impacts yeah. you and i'm i am excited that your story is what it is well thank you because it, it should be and you you know it sounds wild what's that i used to feel bad about my experience bad in the sense that i you felt privileged Yes, mm -hmm. and treated like that yeah. as well. Now, thankfully, time and experience and wisdom has taught me to lean in with it because, yeah. first of all, as I've just explained over this period of time, I was not raised by parents that would ever allow me to hold my head down anywhere, yeah. anytime. Yeah. My parents and my people have come too far. Right. So that's out of the, out of the question. Um, but now I choose to use it as the gift and talent that I have to teach others how they can raise their head up higher yeah. and operate from a space of strength and peace. Peace, oh man, peace is, is the most valuable commodity to me. Yeah. At this stage of my life and probably for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I can't, I can't entertain not being, peace not being attainable. Right mm -hmm. now, you may get off track for a little bit. There may be bumps and in, in, uh, interruptions, but if there's a situation where peace is not even a remote possibility, that should, that, that's too far. If peace isn't within a conversation, I don't have time for it. Exactly. Yeah, I really don't have time for it. Exactly. Um, Gia, this has been a joy. Likewise. Uh, again, congratulations for flipping the script on me. I'll figure out what that award looks like. Um, I hope that there will be another conversation at some other point. Um, Definitely. Thinking through other perspectives about uh, the fatherhood journey. Um, May I ask you one question? I don't know. <laughs> last time, last time you, you, you didn't so ask me if you could I'm ask dying, me a question, but I'm you dying. just pivoted. However you choose to answer this, however you choose to use this content. But I would love to hear from you. Yeah. You are the father of, what is it, three, four girls? Three, no, no, three no, two. three girls, two boys? Yep right? Mm -hmm. You had your girls first, correct? Yep. Girl, girl, boy, girl, boy. Okay. Mm -hmm. What is the difference between fathering a 
daughter mm-hmm. as opposed to fathering a son. Whole another podcast. But <laughs> make sure that you're part of that conversation too. Uh, double standard. I mean, that's the easiest, most uh, answer that will probably resonate with people. It probably creates some some friction, but it is. I mean, it's um, it's something. Ooh, here we go. When you understand what type of man you are, and you come to grips with it, then you have to realize how that impacts what kind of man should they choose your daughter wants mm-hmm. and accepts. It's a different level of pressure. Um, your sons, you assume that they're a little bit more rugged, a little bit uh, tougher, and you can be a little bit rougher with them. And I found that I had to adjust my conversation with my sons, but um, I can't physically, I don't physically discipline my children at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, it was modeled, I got it, I understand. I have a very specific um, thought on why, as a, as a people, we did it, yeah. right? And it's what they saw modeled. That's how people were aligned in mm-hmm. slavery. Like, you're out of line. I'm going to physically put you back in line. So that I understand that the narrative continued. But I never could do it with my daughters because there was just something about, and I've said it, so it's not like this is yeah. big reveal, but I'd like setting that precedent for that to be a man's way to get you back in line. Like, how do you know when to turn it off? Mm-hmm. Like, if what your what your mother saw in that relationship, thank God, she didn't accept it. So mm-hmm. it turned off generationally, and you didn't see that. Yeah. But what if you did? Right? Th- that might still be the norm, and you might not talk about it because it's the norm, mm-hmm. right? That we keep things in the house, right? So I I can look at my daughters, and they'll, they'll react emotionally. Yes. All right? My daughters probably helped me learn more about me earlier in life than... Than my than my sons have had. not because the, the the timing of them arriving, but just I don't know your experience. Yeah. I've never experienced being a girl, so I have to learn about you. There's not things that are instinctive that I have to put time and attention to, and to the extent that you don't do that, it creates uh, creates some bad energy. It creates some some habits and some some uh, some some character. It, present some character flaws that uh, either you or your daughter, you know, kind of kind of plays out in our lives. So. Mm, it's so interesting yeah. that you say that, though, because uh, in my household growing up as a kid, my mother did the physical discipline, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But no, my father never laid a hand yeah. on me, yep. never laid a hand on me. But yet the same thing, he didn't have to, his words did, yeah. his words did. And my mother always expressed that she was always thankful that she had girls. Mm. And even though herself, she would love to have a son, she was always concerned that if she had a son, my father would be too hard on him. And for the longest time, I didn't get it. And of course, hindsight being 2020, I'm like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could totally see in that. that. Era. Yeah. Totally see that. Yeah. And Especially since I was thinking about it for a long time, especially talking to you, Derek, about the whole idea of you creating this platform and utilizing it to have those beautiful conversations mm-hmm. with your sons and thinking about how, what is the real difference from the outside as a daughter, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only perspective I have. As a daughter, looking at my father and how he fathered me mm-hmm. and how he could have potentially fathered my brother if I had a brother Mm -hmm. and I thought about it and I thought ah with a daughter you get to to nurture her grow Mm -hmm. her guide her 
with a room, but there's room for error there. Mm -hmm. There's room for error there because her result of her womanhood is not reflective of your manhood. True. She is given space to grow and be. Yeah. Even though, yes, there are challenges for females. However, it is not as rigid as a man yeah. focusing on a child, a, a boy child, being a child. Yeah. And to translate that into English, yeah. <laughs> too often men think when they have a son that this is a miniature man. It's a reflection of you. That I am raising. Yeah of your positives and your negatives, and we typically focus on the negatives. We want to beat the negative out of them before yeah. they even have a chance to manifest. But they haven't even gotten a chance to be. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, a scary, it's a scary be. thing to, to, to deal, it's a form of dealing with yourself, and a lot of men don't like to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think about Same that. with moms and daughters, I would imagine. Oh, like that, saying, yeah. that's another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. We, we all have our own, pressures all while simultaneously trying to nurture these beautiful ones. Yeah. But it is interesting to observe the dynamic. But as I said earlier to this day, I am, I am deeply grateful for my father yeah. and I am indebted to him all the way down to me doing this. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Derek, seriously, I would not have ever pursued anything in the world of podcasting, content creation, teaching, business, yeah. entrepreneurship, none of that would have ever happened without my dad. Yeah. Without my dad. Yeah. Because my father, yeah, my father is the type of person that, if I tell my father, get this, if I text him right now and say, dad, I think I wanna be an astronaut. He'd be like, cool, I'm gonna go on Google. Let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. Yeah. I, I think I know how to get to NASA. Right. <laughs> That's my dad. There, in my father's eyes, there is nothing that I can't do. Right. Because in his eyes, everything is figureoutable. Everything is figureoutable. Gia, we um, I think we're gonna pause here mm -hmm. until the next installment. I definitely appreciate you, your perspective. Thank I'm, you. I'm grateful for your father just to have the the representation of that story on this show. Tell the people how they can find you should they be looking for you. Ooh. Well, first of all, thank you. Peter. <laughs> I'm sure that's Southwest. <laughs> it's got to be Southwest. They know I'm going to fly. <laughs> you can find me on my YouTube channel for those who are watching this on YouTube at the Kaizen Mind Podcast. Um, on social media at the Kaizen Mind Podcast. Um, Instagram, the Kaizen Mind Podcast, as well as my podcast yep. on all podcast platforms, the Kaizen Mind Podcast. And sure, we be podcasting. Yeah. Um, guys, not guys, folks, <laughs> it's been a great conversation. If you're listening on the audio platforms, please follow. Make sure that you've uh, selected auto downloads for the YouTube family. Hey, what's good? I'm sure you've enjoyed this visual experience, especially now that we have some pop of femininity on it it, it looks <laughs> it looks different brightening up the show uh guys i got stuff on my on my website the did some podcast that you can buy um buy some stuff if you want uh you can donate there's a way to do that i'm terrible at selling this is not about the but sale. those you don't need to sell that that merch is fire there we go 
But that merch is fire. Welcome, welcome your perspective anytime <laughs> on this show. That's gonna do it. Um, we appreciate you guys. God bless you. Peace. The Dear Son Podcast is produced by D. John's Live Studios. All rights reserved. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time.